Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the show where we break down every single movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the road to Infinity War. I'm your host today, Jay Christie, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my compatriots, Jerome Chang. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Jay? I'm doing great. Uh, Anthony Canton III, how you doing? I'm doing good, sir. Ready to talk some Spidey. So am I, and to talk Spidey, we want, we've been talking about this for a while, the idea of, we want a bunch of different perspectives on this podcast, uh, and the perspective we wanted to have, I, at least I felt like this from the beginning, is I want to have the perspective of someone who's not a big MCU fan, who doesn't know the names of the Infinity Stones, who just, is just, who would walk into a movie theater just to watch this movie, and that's why we have a friend of ours, another solid, solid dude. dude, you know her from Twitter, from various basketball podcasts she's on twitter at Lindsay e display name trap queen city Lindsay, how you doing hey y'all i'm doing fantastic and i'm listening to you and i had no idea that there were things called infinity stones or that they even had names so <laughs> i've learned beautiful. something already this is great it's, it's, and, and i think that this is a good movie to do it for spider-man homecoming because spider-man i feel mm-hmm. like is one of those characters that's so transcendent of just the marvel cinematic universe like everyone knows spider-man whereas like if it was like Doctor Strange, you'd need to like have like a million pieces of backstory in order to buy in. But let's just start off with initial right. thoughts. Um, uh, let's start with uh, actually. Let's start with Lindsay. Lindsay, what were your thoughts on watching this movie uh, as a standalone movie? Generally, um, well, I was very confused. Um, <laughs> I had had no idea what was going on for the first twenty-ish minutes. That's fair. Um, and I stuck that with is fair, it mm-hmm. because there was. A lot of background that clearly I missed, but then mm. I got into it. It's a really cute little movie. I think that that's a great a way really of describing it. Uh, Anthony, yeah, I, I I just love the story here. The story is about a kid learning to be a superhero, and he already kind of uh, Spider Man got hot shotted into the whole Civil War fight, and the fact that he held his own in that fight and fought with Iron Man and Captain America and all these other characters. And then he gets just gets dropped right back in to his regular life. And I think that that whole story of trying to deal with that issue is, is I really love the way that they told that story. So that's why I really like the film in a lot of different ways. All the characters were, were really dope. And I think it was just, it was lighthearted for, for most of it, but also there were some great lessons that uh, Peter Parker was able to learn. So it was pretty dope. Uh, Jerome. Uh, I've mentioned it on previous pods, but every time they switch up the Marvel title with uh, different music that isn't just yep. uh, your standard Marvel music, it's way better. And I still remember the first time when I saw this in theaters. And anyone who's listened so far knows how excited I've been about Spider-Man joining this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear the Spider-Man theme, to the Marvel title, yep. it gave me like all the feels. It's yeah. such yeah, a that was dope. It's so cool, yeah. and uh, and and then just to have this movie uh, and have a note perfect Tom Holland as Spider Man, and really, you mentioned it in the Ant Man uh, pod, but and the Ant Man pod could work as its own standalone heist movie. This can work as just a fun teen high school movie, yeah, because uh, that happens to have a superhuman spider person. But uh, <laughs> I feel like a really lot of the elements you could switch out superhero for mm-hmm. like being like a famous celebrity, like if he's like a se- right. secretly like an internet celebrity, like it worked the same way. Exactly, and I think what's really great and what they 
uh, what, what I thought was just a smart move on their part is they made it a living high school. They gave him all these characters to interact with. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, Spider-Man and two other people. It's Spider-Man. It's Peter Parker in a high school with full of other uh, kids. Who and, look like their high school age, too. And they look like their high school age. I it's, wrote yeah. that such down. A full uh, yes, I wrote that down, too, because, well, except for there was one girl, but everyone else mm-hmm. looked totally like they were, I mean, not. 25 but you know right. they looked like they could be legitimately in high school i think all, i think all of them part. were under i know at least of the main cast i think zendaya was 20 tom holland i think uh-huh. he was 19 when they shot it jacob Batalon was 19 laura harrier who plays yeah. uh liz i think was in her teens so like they all were uh-huh. teenagers uh, I, I, mm-hmm. my biggest thing I think I said into the Civil War pod is I'm so glad they finally cast a Spider-Man whose age begins with a one because <laughs> being a teenager is exactly. so essential to the Spider-Man character. Yeah, and it works well too because uh, even when you think about other uh, teen movies, uh, they're so refined. But in here, you, they're very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of my favorite, one of my favorite gags is where they show the school report videos at the top. I was yes. so poorly done. <laughs> oh my god, as they're I was so... a, I was a high school tv production like that was my thing like i was like that's how i got into like comedy writing i was that was my whole th- that and mock trial and academic team i saw two of the three things i did in high school represented on this perfectly <laughs> i mean the academic team actually wasn't a lot like what mine was because it wasn't academic decathlon but the tv production was like the, the school news was so unbelievably pitch perfect. It it was great because it was something that I remember that. And I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I have lots of no, 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 no. I, lo- I love, 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 love this movie. Uh, that mm-hmm. that there's a way in which it feels like a high school in 2017 when it came out. Whereas there's a phenomenon. I don't know if there's a name for it, but how every high school movie ever feels like high school 20 years before it was made. Cause it's the people writers of the movie are reflecting on their high school experiences. Whereas right. as, as the person on the pod who was in high school most recently, like I can tell you that like, <laughs> this feels super like when I was in high school. And that's really a credit to John Watts, the director and one of the co-writers that, it, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't it does not feel like an 80s high school at all like it's not there's not a ton of conversation in uh the hallways in between classes like where like you know i <laughs> right. do that anyway yeah so keep, continue no, no I, that's a really great point because i remember also when watching all these high school scenes i did have the thought i guess this is how high school is now yeah like so it's entirely that and um even if i'm just going to pull away from it and talk about the character it's so cool because he shows up in Civil War and he goes uh, punch for punch with the greatest superheroes around. And then he gets put back here and you think he can keep up with them. You kind of are on his side at the top where you're like, yeah, why isn't he Avenger off the bat? But you can see he's still developing. And you can see um, where he needs to be wiser about things. And even like small parts, uh, this is in all the other films, because. Uh, this is like the third reboot for a Spider-Man yeah. franchise. Uh, in each of them, one yeah. of the in the first uh, ones for the other two, one of the monumental scenes is always when he discovers how to web sling through a city. He yeah. never does it once in this. Yeah, I'm so glad they cut out the exposition because basically, Lindsay, the reason you were yeah. confused is because they yes, they yeah, made, because Wait, it let's was start the th- there. yeah, because it was the third Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, reboot, right? Like, it was the third time they've done Spider-Man, and I I think they made the conscious decision of, like, okay, everyone knows the Spider-Man origin story, and what you missed Mm -hmm. was that in the movie previous to this, Captain America Civil War, Tony Stark, Iron Man, 
goes to meet Peter Parker because like there's videos of a guy slinging webs on the internet uh, mm-hmm. as Spider Man, and he recruits him to like help him in a fight, right? So that's what you're seeing at the beginning. Like, the video he's okay. making is him being recruited, right? Yes, um, yes. And so, so the that, idea, that was very confusing. Yeah. And then they're rebuilding the city or trying, I guess, they're well, oh, that's, oh, that's that's the end of the Avengers. That's It starts after <laughs> yeah. the Avengers. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, so they're jumping filming, around all over the place. What film number is this in the series that Lindsay has missed? How many films has yeah, she missed so, out on? Yeah, so, yeah, how many numbers, yeah. Yeah, this how is the 16th back? movie. This, this is, is film. 16. This is film number 16 in the MCU. Now, you only, only, okay. only two of them really are important <laughs> yeah, for you 16. understanding it, the Avengers and Captain I Ray thought you were going to say six, but she no. said no, it was 16. Okay, no, all I mean, right. You, once again, you don't, it's not like you need to watch Thor The Dark World in order to understand this, but like two, there's like three big movies in the series, The Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, in Captain America Civil War and it references two out mm-hmm. of the three so um, but yeah. it, uh, once again I think that like it did a decently good job I think of like even though it, it does it, I think it doesn't expect you to get what's going on but I think it's decent mm-hmm. at like making you understand the idea of like he clearly was taken to yeah. a he was a serious superhero one minute and then he wasn't um, but also just right. in general about it uh, Tom Holland I think is perfectly cast because he's the perfect yes, middle yeah. ground between yeah, Tobey Maguire right. who is too nerdy and mopey looking to be taken seriously as a superhero <laughs> and Andrew Garfield who is too cool looking <laughs> to be taken seriously as a nerd whereas right. like Tom Holland I can see him doing both um, he mm-hmm. also like his uh, kid voice because if you actually hear him talk he has a deeper voice but like this mm-hmm. voice where he talks like this is like perfect um, mm-hmm. uh, he, yeah. has a, he has a gymnast background yeah. so that right. Like I saw some of the the extra scenes um in the yeah, rewatch. He does most of so the stuff. you were able to see him do the test stunts and stuff. Yeah, he does a lot of his own stunts, so that was pretty cool to Which see. So it's almost of. like he fit perfectly for uh-huh. what they were looking for. Yeah, I have a note here for you, Jake. Yeah. Uh, when he, they when Karen cuts back to old footage and it finds him uh, pretending to be Thor, mm-hmm. and he does that. It is I, Thor, son of Odin. Mm-hmm. It's a British guy doing an American doing a British accent. I never mentioned that I'm a huge fan of that. I think I might have on the pod. That's one of my favorite things in the world. But it's done so well for like all our gripes, especially in yeah. this specific universe of just one going to the other. We have this full three sixty. Yeah, his accent's great, and it's perfect. Oh yeah. wait, he's not American. No, he's wait, British. He's, not. he's British. What? He's British. Wow. So what do you think well, of his accent? Yes. <laughs> oh wow, that's. Yeah, he was great. And something that, I mean, with his casting, I thought was also really good. And because I'm a girl, I guess I noticed yeah. this. But I know he's supposed to be an underclassman compared yeah. to the girl he really has a crush on. And she's taller than him. Yeah. And yes. I thought that yes. was something that I picked up on because I was like, oh, that's so cute because mm-hmm. he is. He's younger. He's intimidated mm-hmm. by her. She's taller. She's yeah. pretty. She's a cheerleader. You know, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think so, they're the same age in real life, but they, you definitely buy that um, yes. she's older than him. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I thought that, I feel like, because I, I remember when the movie came out, I actually was kind of upset when the movie came out, because I, I, I consume every interview of everything. And I remember that I was really upset that all the interviews with, like, the kids in the movie were uh, uh, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, Jacob Badalon, who plays Ned, and Zendaya. And I'm like, why Why didn't Laura Harrier, who played... I, th- I, I was kind of upset that she didn't get more love for this movie because I think she's really, really good in it. And I think she every... every uh, high she's school, in it more than yeah, Zendaya. Every high school underclassman has the upper-class girl that they have a crush on. And yeah. it was just... And uh, I also memories. felt like... I also feel <laughs> like there weren't... Too, the, I also feel like there weren't too many 
untasteful shots. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, there was never, like, that, like, leery shot that every movie gives you, like, this is how you know this person thinks this person's hot. No, it was just, like, mm-hmm. you get it, and it works. Um, anyway, let's move yeah, on yeah. to some categories, because uh, I love categories. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, actually, I have another piece of trivia, which, this is such a me piece of trivia. So, Karen, does anyone in the pod know who Karen is played by? Jennifer no. Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Oh, why right. is that yes. significant? Why is that significant? Anyone know? Because oh, Je- Jennifer Connelly's a... <laughs> husband is jo- uh, Paul Bettany, who played Jarvis. Oh, right. I, right. Robot voice. right. Lindsay basically. Oh, oh, that's I awesome. just knew that in general. Yeah. Yeah, because I love both of them, yeah, but I didn't great. know they had any connection. To well, basically, um, he ends up becoming a more significant <laughs> character, Lindsay. But the in Iron Man, Iron Man's interface voice for his first uh, three movies is mm-hmm. played by Paul Bettany. So I assume that's how, she, oh. that's, that's, I assume that's how she got her job. Yeah. Is that it's like, that's, wow. that's fun. Uh, also, she's great. That's really um, fun. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, really attractive. All right. Oh, yes, she's beautiful. <laughs> um, also, he's, he's, he's a good look. I, I think he's, he's definitely a good-looking guy and, like, the if he's wearing, like, a scarf and tiny John Lennon glasses, you're like, Very I get British. It. Yeah. In a right. British way. Yeah, yeah. He's a handsome very British British attract. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, favorite non-superhero character. Basically, uh, I'm going to open this up instead of non-superhero because I want Tony Stark to be available. Who's your favorite character in this movie that's not <laughs> Spider-Man? Uh, Anthony, let's go with you first. Um, I love Jacob Batalon's portrayal of Ned. It's really cool for for, for <laughs> Peter chair. Parker. Guy to in ha- chair. Yeah, guy in chair. Cool, really cool for Peter Parker to have a real friend in his midst mm-hmm. as an ally who's of his own age. How many of us? of peter of peter being spidey is dope mm-hmm. and peter needs the normalcy <laughs> yeah. of a friend his own age and i thought yeah. that he he hit all the notes from a comedy standpoint we'll get into some of his lines later but i thought he was great and he was perfect for that role uh jerome um okay so i did enjoy uh zendaya's uh, michelle or mj in this mm-hmm. um she uh she, she definitely plays the fly on the wall and it's at a point it feels like a gag that runs on a bit too long but i have to say i really enjoyed her moment when she is with uh hannibal burris's gym teacher and she just says oh i I know i just like coming here to sketch people in crisis (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that was great um Uh, otherwise uh michael keaton as the vulture yeah he's so good he's he's so good uh although i have to say i have to say more menacing without the without the uniform (laughs) correct uh, yeah. Lindsay? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. Well, I like Zendaya as mm-hmm. well because I, I was under the impression that she was like a big part of the movie. But yeah. when she mm-hmm. wasn't, I really appreciated the little pieces, mm-hmm. like her smart remarks. So I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And it made me like, well, why isn't she in this movie more? She's really good. <laughs> She's real. I like these little snappy comebacks. So I really liked her. And I also really like seeing Donald Glover just like randomly in the mm-hmm. movie because he. I yeah. like his... Should we should we explain? Yeah, why, why? Donald Glover he's is there because too? there was a campaign when they were making the Amazing Spider-Man, the ones with the movie bit before this. There was a campaign to get Donald to play Spider-Man. It was called hashtag Donald for Spider-Man, and That's right. they kind of set up like he was. They, and they didn't end up doing that. They didn't. Up, they didn't end up going that direction. So to put him in this, it was kind of like a give. Uh, give because obviously he didn't he couldn't play spider-man now he's too old but they also yeah. set up i don't know if you guys noticed another thing they set up because i mentioned on this podcast never yeah that i never really read comics that's a lie i've actually only read two comics 
two comic book books, like big books, in my whole life, both Miles Morales yeah. comics, that they set up that uh, he, the name of his character, Aaron Davis, is actually the name of a minor uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man who's like, there. there's like another Spider-Man in comics who's like Dominican-American, it's confusing, Lindsay, don't worry, who is okay. called the Prowler, who is Miles Morales' uncle, and they say, I got a nephew that lives in this neighborhood. Which is referencing mm-hmm. Miles Morales. Are they ever going to do anything with Miles Morales? Yeah. No, probably not. But it's an Easter egg. Um, and Miles Morales is uh, in itself uh, a uh, response to the whole Donald for Spider-Man. When that didn't yeah. work out, I th- a lot of people looked at the Miles Morales character as kind of the consolation for Yeah, and he voiced because, Miles Morales yeah. in the cartoon for a bit. That's um, right. May I, may, sure. may I add, if you, if you think about it, you say that they may not do anything with it. If they mention it, they're going to do something with it. So now, Infinity War, we know nothing about what's going to happen, and we all assume that that the hopeful Spider-Man. All right, but I mean, in the comic book, Peter Parker does die, and Miles Morales I, I does take think, over. I don't so, think that he's. I, I don't think that's going to die. I don't think it's happening either. But uh-huh. I have a feeling if they mention it, they mention it for a reason. We could see something down the line, so we'll keep Possibly. an eye on that. Also, uh, for Lindsay, um, who really loves Zendaya, uh, but thought her like was surprised her character was such small, such a small. Yeah, bit. she's gonna be. She's gonna what be. We bigger. find out her. She's gonna be big. Okay. What we find, at the end, where they had that scene where they say, "My name is MJ," or they call mm-hmm. me MJ. Yeah. MJ is basically the love of Peter Parker's life. Yeah. So. And you can, okay, so and you can tell in the last scene I that she's kind of looking at him in the way of like, you know, this 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 guy's actually like she's looking at him in a different way in that last scene. That's supposed to imply that I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like the very first like well the Tobey Maguire ones she was MJ and yeah. like two days right. after I watched the movie I was like wait is that yes I was like uh, it's I supposed to be a misdirection because okay. they don't All call right. her Mary Jane so it's a misdirection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because right. a lot of the decisions yeah. on this movie were made because they had two other full Spider-Man franchises that they wanted to break Got apart it. from. And I think that they mm-hmm. did it very, very well, as someone who's seen the movies. But anyway, my favorite mm-hmm. non-superhero yeah. character is, I mean, I want to give quick, they, they're not in it enough for me to pick either of them, but I love Martin Starr as the academic coach. Yeah. He has my favorite line, good. so I'm going to save that. And then Hannibal Burris <laughs> as the gym coach is so good. Yes. Uh, oh, but, yeah. but my favorite is... My favorite line. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is probably um, Michael Keaton as the vulture, because, and I was saying this, uh, I actually, I tested this line out, This the one I'm about to say, Tim McKay, my roommate, who is on the pod we just recorded, and that... <laughs> I don't know if there's any two lo- uh, any word choice that I've ever heard in a movie that illuminates more about a character's inner life than when uh, the Vulture and Spider-Man are in a fight to the death when the Vulture says, Hey, Pedro. Because nothing oh is God. more old suburban dad than calling someone <laughs> the Spanish version. Like, George Christie, my father, will do that. He'll do it either way. He'll call, if, if, like... I mean, when Pedro Martinez used to pitch for the Mets, he called him Pete almost exclusively. But there's other people named Peter, he would call Pedro exclusively. And so the fact that while they're fighting to the death, he's still so much of a dad, he's like, you know, Pedro. Like, it's just, I love it. It's the the mm-hmm. the details he has, because he's not ultimately a good guy. Like, I like how, mm-hmm. like, a lot of villains, like, we're expected to kind of believe them when they say they're just doing it for the family. But towards the end, it kind of becomes clear he's not yeah. just doing his family. He's doing it because he's, like, he feels stepped on. And I like that uh, that 
it, I like that he's allowed to be wrong because I feel like a lot of times when people make a compelling villain, they're like, okay, let's give a villain something people agree with. But towards the end, I think you, yeah. I think it becomes clear, like, oh no, he. It's like it reminds me of Breaking Bad in a way, where it's like, yeah, at the beginning of it, he might have been doing it because he wants to support his family, but now he's doing it because he yeah. feels powerful. Yes. That was um, the connection I was and, gonna make there. And yeah. I love it. I love, love, love it. I also because they cast Michael Keaton, who's such a nice guy. And in speaking of moments, <laughs> I've never been in a moment. The best the best moment in any movie I've ever been in a theater. And it's it's there's a close second I have that happened in John Wick chapter two, but this is still number one. The moment when he his character opens the door on prom night, I mean on homecoming night, mm. and you realize it's him. I was in a movie theater that was like oh, not, yeah, that was great. It was not like full, full. That's one but, of my favorite scenes. But yeah, it, you literally—I didn't know that because I don't see a ton of movies in theaters. I didn't know this was a thing that could happen. But you literally heard, like you yes. heard everyone in the movie. Yeah, like yeah. Lindsay, I, that I, in my it was, too. it was. Yeah, and this that made me too. smile when it, it smile. Yeah, it made me, me smile when it happened because it was just a moment where everyone in the theater was experiencing the same thing of, oh my god, and like. Yeah. And I also, I love how it kind of plays. The, the way the reason it works so well too is that like we're still kind of like don't expect mixed race relationships. <laughs> like, like that's why it works. It works because like we're like it, it, if it was like I don't think I I, I like they did it because I don't think the audience would have been su- as surprised if Liz was white. But uh, yeah, oh. like it worked. It just is such a great moment, and I could talk about that moment in that scene, um, especially because like on top of the fact that of course he's nervous because it's homecoming. Um, also, Jerome, do they have homecoming in Canada? I think so. Because you you do I, know that homecoming <laughs> is different than prom, right? Yeah, we have prom. It's not. I know it's not prom. We did okay. have homecoming too. It's a little. So I went to an all boys private school. Of so I'm trying did. to figure out how homecoming exactly worked. I um, went to a high school in the south, so homecoming was a big deal because the homecoming football game, where the name homecoming king and queen. Uh, right. One a little fun fact about my high school: uh, the mascot for the school always was played by a girl because it was the the suit was too small for a guy. And one time, the girl who did the mascot <laughs> won homecoming queen, so she was also, she was wearing the mascot body without the head with the crown on because it was the oh football game. That's Which beautiful. that is that's honestly um, was great. Like Lindsay, tell me, am I wrong to say that's a southern moment? Like that's that's you can't beat that. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds yeah. Anyone God, who tells me that even back memories, even anyone who tells me that I'm not from the South because I'm from Florida, another piece of advice. I mean, other evidence. But uh, yeah, perfect high school stuff. But let's move on to uh, we're talking about lines. Let's talk about favorite line. Uh, uh, Lindsay, what was your favorite line in this movie? Um, so it was from a character we talked about earlier, Ned, when mm-hmm. he found out that he's Spider Man, and when he said, "Do you like eggs?" <laughs> Because when he asked that, I was like, oh, my God, I want to ask all these questions, too. Like, every single question, Mm -hmm. I about died laughing. But when he said, do you lay eggs? I was like, oh, my God, I would ask the same thing. So that was my favorite line. Uh, Jerome. Uh, You mentioned how... uh... Martin Starr's character gives you your favorite line. Hannibal Burris's character gives me my favorite line right after the uh, PSA video. Thank you, Captain. I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but whatever. I have to show these videos. It's quiet by the state. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, that's too real. Yeah, what was that? Is he, so, what is, why, that's why is Civil he a War. War because what happens in Captain America Civil, Civil War, if I may summarize the okay. plot, is basically the okay. reason why Tony Stark recruits Spider Man is because. 
Captain America and a couple of the Avengers like go rogue because like Captain America is trying to save his friend who's implicated in a uh-huh. in like a bombing, and they kind of disagree. Like some of them want to be governed by the UN, some of them don't, and Captain America doesn't, and so he's kind of a criminal criminal because he breaks a bunch of laws and he goes missing. Yada yada yada. Um, uh, right. Okay. So, yeah. Adding Got it. on top of it, that line works probably like ninety five percent because it's Hannibal Burris. For yeah, Hannibal Burris. I lo- Hannibal Burris has yeah. like is like has like three lines and like six movies every year now and i'm all for it like yes <laughs> he's in so many movies like one of my favorite bits of Hannibal Burris is have any of you guys seen the nice guys the ryan gosling russell crowe oh yeah that was no a good movie. i didn't i love that. i like that movie. Hannibal Burris. you know you know what part Hannibal Burris plays right uh anthony Oh, what, Do you remember what, what when Ryan Gosling's hallucinating and he me. plays the voice of the giant fly in the back of the car? Oh! <laughs> anyway, I really yeah, like yeah. it. I haven't seen I love it. That movie, uh, it's, it that movie is movie. unbelievable. Um, but anyway, my uh, uh, Anthony, your fair line. Okay, honorable mention. Um, when 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 uh, Spider Man goes to go after uh, Vulture after the homecoming dance, so Ned gets in the computer lab. And uh, Miss Warren finds him, and what what are you doing here? The dance is going on, and Ned goes, "I'm looking at porn." <laughs> and that was that was very Great. funny. I enjoy I enjoyed that line. Um, my actual favorite line um, is is the Peter Parker Tony Stark conversation when uh, Peter Parker basically goes on goes on his own to try and stop the vulture. And this is after Iron Man comes to his rescue. And Peter Parker goes, Is everyone okay? No thanks to you. No thanks to me? Those weapons were out there and I tried to tell you about it, but you didn't listen. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. And then when Tony steps out of the suit to reveal that he is there, it gets really serious. And Tony goes, I did listen, kid. Who do you think called the FBI, huh? Do you know that I was the only one who believed in you? Everyone else said I was crazy to recruit a 14-year-old kid. I'm 15. No, this is where you zip it, all right? The adult is talking. What if somebody had died tonight? Different story, right? Because that's on you. And if you died, I feel like that's on me. I don't need that on my conscience. Yes, sir. I'm yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. doesn't I understand. I just, I just wanted to be like you. And I wanted you to be better. Okay, it's not working out. I'm going to need the suit back. For how long? Forever. Yeah. yeah that's no, no, works. no. Please, please, please. Mr. Let's Stark, have it. You don't understand. Please, this is all I have. I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. Okay? Yep. And I think, I think mm-hmm. this, was a, this was great because back in Civil War, we see that relationship uh, begin. Obviously, mm-hmm. Tony goes to... Rec- a continuation of that whole situation where i think tony probably wonders man was this a really was this a good idea in retrospect do i want to be doing this do i want to be dealing with this kid and being responsible for this kid because i don't think tony stark would originally look at himself Mm -hmm. in that type of uh that type of manner so i like the idea like throughout the movie like he's like uh robert downey jr is you know intermittently uh yeah, he's really good in it, and it's just enough of it to keep it a Spider-Man movie. But yeah. that added element of um, his relationship with P- with Peter Parker, I think, is a very important dynamic that uh, you know starts now and will probably continue going forward. Yeah, and I he's think, basically like yeah. regular season LeBron. 
Yeah. To, like, yeah. Robert, like, he just, he's not trying to be overwhelming, no. but he knows how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is great in this. Yeah, yeah he definitely, I, I really think that that's, like, that's a good point. That Robert Downey Jr. is so comfortable in this role where he just can, like, effortlessly just, he's not, he's not overpowering him. And I think his point about if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it. I think that that's a thing he learned in Iron Man 3. I think that you can harken back to... Like mm-hmm. that's part that he's learned that over time because I think he had to learn that lesson himself that he has to be more than just the suit. Anyway, my favorite line is significantly less serious. It's when Mr. Harrington, <laughs> the academic team coach, says, "Couldn't bear to lose a student on a school trip." Not again. <laughs> because I don't know why. I don't know what my my brain is wired in this way, but. <laughs> there's a certain level where if something is so preposterously sad, if there's a level if it's so so sad, it eventually just becomes hilarious to me, and that is See? like <laughs> so right up my alley See? of the idea that like a, they lost a student on a trip. Anyway, let's talk about nitpicks, guys. Um, I don't have that many because I love this movie, but Lindsay, as a uh, viewer from the outside, what are some things you noticed that were off on it? Either things you noticed that you didn't get because you didn't know the story, or you just like mistakes you noticed. Um, well, we talked a little bit about my confusion at the very beginning yep. as to why they were cleaning up rubble, um, and then they found, I guess that's how Mike, Michael Keaton's character, like, found the technology. Alien tech, yeah. So I was very confused. Yes, a- sorry, alien technology. <laughs> so, that was confusing, because I wasn't quite sure why they were rebuilding stuff, mm-hmm. um. I was also confused as to why he knew Iron Man, and why he was, like, his mentor yeah. but we talked mm-hmm. about that but the one thing that bothered me and i don't know if maybe there was some foundation um in the previous movies but the the really mean guy on the team who's really mean to peter all the time oh flash, oh, flash. Uh, he's from the that's like flash. that's like okay that's an old like that's yeah. like spider-man essential like every spider-man movie needs a flash yeah. it's like he's always I mean, his yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, basically like insanely mean yeah. like you know it was like you're taking it to another level I was like did he do something to you is there something behind this or are you just like an asshole or although Venus I mean, Parker he... is a very accurate <laughs> know, to today in high school chat. Like, like that's oh so God, I'm glad they did that party. Yeah. I was I felt so bad for him yeah. Jake I you gotta like, find I, a way I, to I, embed I, that in there I got it I did. I did enjoy that he wasn't the classic jock. Boy. Yeah. Can we yeah, talk about the casting bullied... of this movie, race wise and like gender wise? Because I think that that's like yes, I don't want to oh pat. I don't want to yeah. pat a white director on the back for like doing the bare minimum. But like, I think John Watts. I think his food might be from New York or like spent a lot of time there. He's like, no, these schools in New York, they're not. They're extremely yeah. diverse. Like, right. you can't go to a school in New York, a public school in New York, and it's never just white kids. Like. I think that it's right. really I like it a lot. Also, that Spider Man yeah. was, and I don't know if I'm allowed to use this term, but I'll say it is down with the swirl. Good for him. Um, <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, like it's. I think that that's. I especially Flash too, because Flash was originally played by. Wasn't Joe Manganiello Flash in the original one? Yes. So think uh, about in it. The Peter Parker one. Yeah, a in role. A right. role played. Oh my it's the gosh. same. It's the same role played by Joe Manganiello and Tony Rivoli, wow. who is all, AKA <laughs> the small guy from Grand Budapest Hotel. So. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, Anthony. Whoa, Netflix. that's the same guy. It's the same role. Sorry. Yes. 
same yeah same same role oh well i mean for me i'm kind of along the lines with you jake i love this movie it was so much fun i mean if you want to get into like a revealing when peter hijacks flashes card uh towards the end uh during the dance to pursue uh for vulture he drives off erratically and crashes through a line of bikes and the next scene the front end of the car yeah. on the left side where it hit the bikes mm-hmm. is a completely undamaged I know that now of course time. i never noticed this the first time you, you catch this stuff the second time um and you want to go into an anachronism the staten island ferry is transporting yep, cars that's, on the right, lower that's one of mine However, the ferry hasn't transported cars since uh, uh, 9-11. Yep. So that's another, that's another that's thing a big if you one. want to get into small. actually, it kind of took me out of it the first one. time. Because also, because I, this is a little unknown secret about New York, guys. The the place that probably sells the the best beer at for its price is the food court outside the Staten Island Ferry. So I think we'll do whenever we have people visiting <laughs> us in New York is we'll take them to the Staten Island Ferry where you can get like 32 ounces of beer for $6.00. And then you go on the stand on the ferry and you stand on the bottom level where the cars are supposed to be. And so when I was first seeing it, I'm like, I've been there before. There are no fucking cars. Like, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah, just um, one more. Uh, the continuity. Because uh, remember, if you remember uh, Peter and Aunt May's apartment in Civil War, it's completely different yeah. as opposed to. Uh, what mm. it is now and they're not, and they're not exactly portrayed as to be the most richest people in the world no. so this is and this takes place in the same almost nearly same time period which is kind of like it's another right thing yeah. the time yeah the time yeah it was a retcon this I think. stuff is kind of yeah yeah like around that same time so so yeah from that standpoint that's another thing but that's pretty much it this movie An- was so good another beats detail i noticed that was wrong is it's not i th- it's not clear. It, you assume that he goes to school. I, it's, I think he's supposed to go to school in Queens, even though I think they shot it at Bronx Science. Um, that they call their team is their uh, school is currently called Midtown Tech, which is like Midtown is not. I know where Midtown is. That's not Midtown. Um, it kind of <laughs> it's weird. Like it, it's it's a weird thing because like I feel like that's kind of like an obvious. Like, there's a million different names that can come up with. Maybe like I guess what usually happens is that the reason why they come up with weird names for schools is because like it can't be anything close to a real school like for legal purposes. So that was just something I noticed. Uh, that was just me being a New York snob. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of another. Uh, um, no, like I I guess I kind of have a problem with the fact that he asked for a sandwich smushed down. Like who the hell does that? But that's not a nitpick. That's just uh, a weird thing that someone would do. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Let's... Oh, J- Jerome. Oh, did you... Jerome? Didn't you go already, or did I forget you? I did not. Oh it's well. All good, man. I think I think you might have responded to something I said. I apologize. It's all good, man. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like it's really hard to find something that I really have a problem with. Um, just because I love this uh, film so much. Uh. One thing that I feel was a bit off, or maybe just unnecessary, uh, when he has the moment he's stuck under the rubble and he kind of finds his strength through mm-hmm. that, I don't think I needed to hear uh, the Tony Stark voiceover again. Yeah, I did. Like, I like the moment. I I, I like the moment where he has like he sees the reflection of himself, and um, Anthony, uh, help me with this. When he comes out, they recreate like an actual panel, basically from the comic, right? That's like a pretty iconic scene, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, like, wait, where he's lifting... wait. Which part is this again? When he lifts himself out of the rubble, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was a during a a, a battle with Doctor Octopus, actually. And again, right. thank you for referencing this because this is another thing that's in my old Marvel book of stories. Right, Spider-Man fighting Doc Ock and. Like the whole, like what you call it, the place gets flooded and all of the rubble comes crashing around and Spider-Man is like, 
he's lifting this this huge huge heavy uh rocks and rubble and stuff like that and yeah that was actually a, one of my favorite parts of this movie because it did harken back to that good thing you right. reminded me about that <laughs> no problem but yeah so i think because it's such an iconic moment for the comics and also i really love how tom holland acts out the scene like mm-hmm. i feel his pain in that moment it yeah. like i felt terrible about it and i think just when the voiceover comes in that pulled me out of it in that moment. yeah I think I think that he does well in that scene though too because I think so much of the superhero movies the reason like a problem I have a thing that comes up which is hard to do is when the obstacle they have is just like a physical thing where they just need to be stronger it's really hard to dramatize that right like how do, and yes. I think that's all on the actor and I think he does a super good job at that um, anyway yeah. moving on favorite scene Lindsay what was your favorite scene in this movie. Um, I would say when, uh, Liz and Peter met in the hallway and he finally told her that he liked her and she was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I know, cute. I already know. Yeah. And I like, I said, this movie is cute about 10 times and I'm going to say it again. It was super cute. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really I, cute. Just, I was like, oh, you know, it's teenage love and mm-hmm. he's funny telling her and she likes him and I got warm fuzzies. I and... love, I love how you can call, I love that Marvel's been so good at making different types of movies that they can make a superhero movie that you call cute and it's not a bad thing. Like, I think that that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, It's a great point. Uh, Jerome. Okay, um, I have a couple. Uh, just one thing in general, the action scenes in this, like all the set pieces, mm-hmm. I, they're better than I remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're really, really good. But um, the car ride uh, with Michael Keaton and... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's my favorite. That was, was cold. It's fantastic. It's a cold monologue. Um, and one thing I have to say about it, which is usually a trope that I'm against and something we've all talked about is we usually don't like when there's a personal connection between yes. the uh, hero, but yeah. it, it, like you don't get but, that scene without it. No, but you know what? You know, the thing is I was, what I was actually talking about this earlier uh, with McKay mm-hmm. was that it's not, it works because there is a personal connection, but that's not why he's evil. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, happenstance. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, because, um, uh, Lindsay, I think we complain about a lot in this pod, I do specifically, is I hate when, like, <laughs> the villain of the pod is someone who's, like, spe- I mean, the villain of the movie is someone who, like, has, like, a grudge against the main character, because then it feels a lot smaller than it should sure. be, you know what I mean? But this, yeah. it's like, he's a criminal who just so happens to know him. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But, okay, so my favorite scene, though, mm-hmm. uh, is a much more uh, lighthearted scene. Mm-hmm. It's his interaction with Karen in the uh, Stark storage facility. Oh, I just great. think it's such a fun scene. That nails the character perfectly. And Karen's um, so nice. Yes, and it's just the back and forth about it. You really feel it's a kid in a suit mm-hmm. figuring out his powers, trying mm-hmm. to figure out his life. And uh, it's it's like, in a way, like it doesn't add anything to the plot, but it adds so much to the character. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what I'm here for anyway. AC? Hey, um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of really good ones. I enjoyed uh, Spider-Man trying to test out all of the, the gadgets into the suit and... And you have the whole kill mode situation. He's like, no, 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 yeah. I don't want to deal with that and, and stuff like that. And um, that was really dope. And Jerome had mentioned it, uh, the interaction uh, with with the suit as well. Um, I really like that when the reveal of uh, Adrian Toomes' character as being Liz's father was so crazy. And I'll I'll add this line in there because I think it's an I think it's one of the best lines in the movie. It's another like honorable mention that could go in best scene. Peter. Nothing. 
more important than family. You saved my daughter's life, and I could never forget something like that, so I'm going to give you one chance. Are you ready? You walk through those doors, you forget any of this happened, and don't you ever, ever interfere with my business again. Because if you do, I'll kill you and everybody you love. And man, ooh, he delivered that so well. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was so, so cool. Once again, another, so, like, I think I it's like... another great thing about Michael Keaton, someone who's not like super villainous yeah. as by nature, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, there's a version of, there's a version of this movie in which they, because I'm not saying that he's like a super sympathetic villain, because I don't actually think he is by the end of it. Um, but there's a version of this movie in which they cast someone who can do all of the fighting bits and like be cool in those, but can't sound natural in the scene in the kitchen where he's like interacting with Peter as like, yeah. like he does both of those. And I, I'm really glad that they cast someone who it feels like the reason why this scene in the kitchen is so tense. And then in the car eventually, and because the car is my favorite scene, so I'm just going to move on to mine if you don't mind. Um, yeah, go ahead. Is that it's it he switches he he switches from being the very natural dad talking to his daughter's date which is already uncomfortable but it's and then it's all but then he like you can hear in his performance the way that as he starts to realize who peter is that like it's just a su- subtle things where he's i don't know it's i just love it like i love that scene cuz it's so it is classic drama like it's classic yeah like the, the the roots of like Shakespearean drama are because, because there obviously was there were no big action set pieces. Most of the drama and stuff came from people. Some people in a scene know something, and some people in a scene don't. And that scene is mm-hmm. so perfect because there's different levels of it. Spider Man know. I mean, Peter knows mm-hmm. that Adrian is the vulture. Adrian's figuring out that Peter is Spider-Man and uh, Liz knows none of it. And those different levels add different <laughs> levels of tension and dramatic irony that are just yeah. like, yeah. oh my god, like, I know what's going to happen to this when I was watching this time. And I still just like, you know, like, I, like my neck like tensed up where like it felt like if someone yes. punched me in the back, my yeah. spine would shatter. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah. I was it's, very tense. It's just, it's so wonderful. Everybody and played their roles so well in that scene. Yeah. It's also interesting when you look, you try to look at the house portion of that scene or that moment mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Adrian Toomes' perspective. Mm-hmm. He probably thinks Peter's just nervous around yeah. his date's father. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't think about it because, like, in that moment, we all know, right? Exactly. So like, right. But. So I'm thinking Peter's acting weird. He's not really acting that weird. No, he's, he's just not. A nervous teen. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. I mean, it's it's super. Uh, yeah. Believe me, I luckily uh, I did not have to meet my prom date's dad. But if I did, I would have acted very similarly. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, it's it's definitely like it's just like I said, just levels of tension and irony that work well because they're not based in superhero. Like there's a this is a uh, a, a, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten on writing because, uh, Lindsay, I, I go to dr- NYU for dramatic writing and I try to bring it up in unbraggy, subtle ways. But by, say, <laughs> by saying that, it always comes off a lot. But anyway, my first year, I got a piece of advice that oh, I thought was shit. absolutely wonderful from a professor, which was 
drama is when life and death are in close proximity, either literal or figular, like life and death is in like, mm-hmm. yeah. And comedy is when uh, life and death of a relationship are in cr- close proximity. And I think the reason why this movie works so well is because, mm-hmm. although, yes, it is a life or death matter that Spider-Man's in, that's not what you're tracking. You're tracking the life and death of the relationships in his life. It functions more as a comedy mm-hmm. structurally because what matters isn't, is you, the tension's really never whether Peter's going to die. It's In that scene, the tension is whether or not Peter, like, Liz is going to find out or, like, that Peter's going to lose his cover, that his relationship with May is going to get messed up, his relationship with Ned. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what you're tracking, and that's, I think, why the movie feels so different. Even though it hits a lot of the same beats as those superhero movies, you're not... I'm not super worried at any point that Peter Parker's going to die. I'm worried that people he's going to lose people in his life. And ultimately, he does. He does lose Liz. Like, that's what I think is wonderful about it. A lot of superhero movies... The tension never succeeds, and I think because the point of the movie is not really about whether or not he's going to succeed. Yeah, I like that in being Spider Man. Yeah, in being Spider Man, yeah. he has to give up Liz. I fucking love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ongoing arc when it comes to a Spider Man story or film is really just how hard it is for him to balance his personal life with being a superhero mm-hmm. and it's like more so for him than most other characters and like it's just done so perfectly in so many different ways yeah. in this one and that's why well, you know what it is you know what it is he's not he's not a rich dude he's no. just a regular kid right. he's, he's just a, a regular exactly. kid besides the powers obviously so yeah. like it, it brings me back to the old animated spider-man series on fox where he used yeah. to he, i remember like he would get into some situation and he'd miss a date with Mary Jane or Felicia yeah. Hardy or whoever. And then, mm-hmm. I, and then he, he would always go save the world, lose the girl. And mm-hmm. it just yes. like, yes. yeah, that always, always, that. yeah, always that, that always happens. So it's a, yeah, just, it's another reminder of that. Yeah. Cause that, mm-hmm. it's just, I love that. That's what the movie's about. The movie is really about him trying. And that's why I said, it, like a lot of the stuff could just be like, if he was, Honestly, if he was Hannah Montana, it would work the same way that he's <laughs> right. play, uh, like. But it's like because right. yeah. yeah, like because I oh he misses the championship because he's stuck in the the equivalent of like Fort Knox, or he's missed it because he's doing like it doesn't matter. It just matters that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Even getting and, caught up in his own hype, at yeah, a point and thinking he's above it all. It's all yeah. It all can play. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I just love it. Um, let's talk. I just want to. There's a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, shouts to John Favreau for being in this movie again. I like it. I like his performance. I like that he in his performance in this movie because he is almost exclusively talking to actors off screen, so that can't be that easy. Um, I like that's like that's gotta be a big act. He's only has like one scene with another yeah. person in the room. Um, uh, yeah. So basically, Lindsay, that char- John Favreau's character is like Tony Stark's like. <laughs> personal assistant is he a driver he's the right hand man he starts off as his driver and then he becomes head of security um Uh. that's the arc he has uh also i want to talk a little bit about the we didn't talk about none of us picked out his favorite scene it's probably my runner-up the dc uh scene uh, in watch the washington monument is a wonderful set piece um yeah yeah. it also has a line i like a lot where uh, it's not even a line where MJ says she doesn't want to go in there because it's built by slaves. And uh, the Martin Star's character's like, uh, I don't know about it. And then the guard just, like shakes his hand. Like, I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was dope too. Yeah, it's a great action set piece. Um, yeah, like, uh, what are some other things you guys want to touch? Actually, no, I want to actually wait for Drum to get back because uh, there's another category you have to do. So let's do the uh, what are some other thoughts you've had, notes you have written down. I'm just going to get – I actually only have one more note written down, which is uh, shout-out to Bodega Cats. So 
The floor is yours, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bodega Cats. Um, uh, what, uh, Lindsay, do you do you have any initial uh, additional thoughts? I'll go after you. Well, and I guess because the the previous movies referenced the fact that like the Avengers are a thing, mm-hmm. so I guess like everyone yeah. knows that there are superheroes. Yes. Flying around and doing things, so that was kind of. It took me a while to realize it. Because at the beginning, speaking of, you know, that with the bodega cat, when he, uh, Spider-Man breaks up the robbery with the ATM mm-hmm. and they're dressed as Avengers. And I was like, well, how do they know what Avengers are? Yeah. Does everyone know what, you know, that they're a thing and, you mm-hmm. know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I was a little confused because I had no idea that they were a known entity at mm-hmm. this point. But going farther in the movie, I kind of put it all together with yeah. the whole, all right, he's building a new headquarters mm-hmm. in upstate New York, and that's where everyone's going to go hang out and train with the Avengers and mm-hmm. everything. So that was something, again, at the very beginning that didn't quite make too much sense without having that background. Yeah. But I, know, I think a lot of that actually comes, too, from the fact that I think because the first two major superhero movies um, – of the 2000s that like started off like not including like the batman months from the 80s were spider-man and the x-men which are both reliant mm-hmm. on like having secret identities whereas like there yeah. are a lot of superheroes that yeah. have, like captain america iron man thor uh they don't have secret identities which i think is like off like it's if you, you don't expect like, if you were primed on like early 2000 superhero movies you'd assume that every superhero has a super secret identity and so like i kind of get where that right. confusion was that's me that's right. exactly yeah. what it was that's <laughs> literally what i you know watch like I but was, like i love but know, like it's funny school and everything and that's why like uh, the, a moment in the, the first mcu movie iron man one like it actually literally ends the last line of the movie is tony stark telling a group of people i am iron man just because it wants to like break that so i think that that was a interesting uh thing um jerome final thoughts because i we were putting off the last category before you got back so final thoughts oh thank you for that um i don't know if it was mentioned uh in the short period i was gone but Really nice to see Pepper Potts back. Yes. It was such a, that was such a nice surprise mm-hmm. because you just didn't realize that, uh, like, I thought when she was gone through Civil War, she was gone. Like, that was it. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, more on the outside of it, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, wasn't coming back. And to see her show up at the end there, it was just a really, like, heartwarming moment. I, I really enjoyed seeing that. Um, it, outside of that, probably the best end credit scene in the Marvel Cinematic Universe oh, for me, yes. uh, since the shawarma scene, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like I, I I I do enjoy the uh, end credit scenes that offer Easter eggs and things like that, but uh, I, I'm really more for like the comedy versions. And this one here, uh, again, it's it's Chris Evans getting to play more comedy than he's allowed to usually with Captain America, and it's just so perfect. Now, Lindsay, did, so you stay, did you keep watching until the end credit scene? Uh, no. See, you're a Marvel rookie. Because <laughs> basically what it is is that, like, there's always, like, teasers for f- upcoming movies and end credit scenes. And in this uh, one, the end credit scene is, like, the video of... It's a Captain America video of him saying... Hi, I'm Captain America. Here to talk to you about one of the most valuable traits a soldier or student can have. Patience. Sometimes patience is the key to victory. Sometimes it leads to very little. And it seems like it's not worth it. And you wonder... Why you waited so long for something so disappointing? Like basically, because ever you wait until it was, it's great. Right. It's my favorite in credit yeah. scene too. Well, you know what it is? It spoke. You know what it is? It spoke to a person like McKay. 
Yeah. It, it, it really yeah. did. Who yes. like what you call it? Um, yeah, the value of patience and understanding. Like, and <laughs> and it kind of it kind of spoke to me too as somebody who always looks for the end credit scenes and looks to see what happens. It's like, hey man, we're giving you all this great content. Mm-hmm. You're not always gonna get everything that you want. Also, Just they have to, they had There's to do it more once. to come. Because it's such an easy joke to do. It's you know what I mean. And the fact that it took yeah. sixteen yeah. movies to make a joke at uh, end credit scenes. I mean, it's the longest thing to the punch like the longest setup to a punchline right yeah, it's a great punchline. 16 movies in that many uh, great <laughs> scenes um also jake you mentioned earlier the part in the theater for you where adrian toombs reveals himself to be the father and everyone has like a <gasps> i remember being in the theater and we all waited for that last scene and everyone went like ah like it was so fun to be a part of in the theater to have there was everyone a bunch of plebeians in, that in my theater who uh left <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so let me just get my quick, my quick thought off before. Um, yeah. Because I didn't get, get it off. Yeah. So, le- so let me just say this about about Peter Parker's Spider Man. So I thought it was really cool that at the end when Tony Stark offered him everything, he was like, "Eh, you know what? I'm good for now." Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there is still he realizes, and there's some maturity in him realizing that he needs there needs to be more time for him to develop as uh, as not only a person but a hero as well mm-hmm. but it's going to be funny he's going to have to develop a lot faster because he's headed for a huge battle coming mm-hmm. up soon so yeah. i thought that was that was pretty dope um overall and said i love this movie it was great and i think that yeah. was that was like kind of a cop out to what could have been a recreation of a scene from the civil war comic Yes, exactly. That that yeah, that's exactly what they alluded to because in the Civil War comic, Peter Parker reveals his identity as Spider-Man to the public in a in a press conference uh uh you know, uh, handled by Iron Man. So Interesting. So, I love like, every time much... they allude to the comics and then don't do what they say just cuz I feel like a little part of yeah. Anthony <laughs> dies in it and that's funny. <laughs> no, but you know what? I don't mind it so I don't I mean, I don't mind it. There's certain cases where they OD yeah. like, you know, other movies I won't be named, sure. but um <laughs> But what you call it in this movie, I had no problem with it because in the context of the story, it fit perfectly yeah. because I think it fits it's with the character, it, too. Right. In Civil War, the comic, Peter Parker is a lot older. And so he's yeah. like more of he's more of an adult here. Yeah. I mean, he's just a kid mm-hmm. at the end yeah. of the day. So I think it was it was a, it was good that they chose for him to like that uh, becoming an Avenger, wanting to right. take all of that pressure mm-hmm. on so immediately. Yeah. Um, question for you, Anthony, since you mentioned there's going to be a lot more coming for him come Infinity War. How excited you, are you about Iron Spider? Yeah, man. <laughs> that is going to be so much. That's going to be so much fun because that's a huge part of um, that's a huge part of later with uh, the comic books and stuff and him being able to use the different aspects of that suit. And um, I hope it's I hope it's enough for him uh, going up against uh, Thanos because that's going to be a tough Tough, tough order for Definitely. for for Spidey and the rest of the the crew. All right, guys, let's get to the last category. Uh, yeah. This is the thing we do every time, Lindsay. You might not get it immediately, but how intrusive is Stanley's okay. cameo? Uh, I like this is a good. <laughs> this is a good. This, this was a good his, one of his best ones because he's in like. Yeah. He, they should do this all the time where he's in a group scene. Now, Lindsay, did you catch the Stanley cameo? Yeah, it was really early because I was looking for, it and I was like, oh, this was. It was it's fine. Pretty, well, at least I thought it was pretty early in the movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was mm-hmm. fine. It was, you know, it was a bunch of old yeah, people I would say yelling one. out wind. Also, I want to shout out like, one yeah, of the people in that scene is I actually don't know him, but is a New York City comic and improviser I've seen perform a couple times named Gary Richardson. He's very funny. 
Uh, oh, uh, uh, is it Gary Richardson? Is that his name? I hope it is. If it's not, I'm gonna cut it out. <laughs> I feel like I might be confusing it with something else. But yeah, I think it's Gary Richardson. He's very, very funny. Uh, so I remember when I saw him, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I don't know that guy, but like, he's definitely. I know him, and he's not famous. So uh, no. I also saw the guy who plays the uh, the guy who calls to tells Spider Man to do a backflip. That's also another good New York City improviser. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny too. But anyway, yeah, uh, I think this is a one. What about you guys? Oh yeah, I'm a one on this. I'm a one on this too. It was one of his best ones. He was really funny. Um, and yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, so, yeah. Um, not at all bothered by it. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is this has been a great pod. Uh, uh, we're gonna get to the last part now, Lindsay. We normally rank all the movies in the MCU. Obviously, we won't make you uh, do that. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say you like this movie. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Now that um, you know, it took me a, a little time to get into it, but yeah, I really did enjoy it. I want to see what Peter Parker does next. Oh, that's awesome! Wait, when that movie, it, when they end up doing a follow up to Spider Man, if we're still potting, we'd love to have you back. Uh, now, Anthony, Definitely. give your rankings uh, quickly. I only say quickly, not because because I heard them within like the last hour, not because the audience. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> No, no, no problem. Uh, Black Panther number one, Cap Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, and Incredible Hulk bringing up the rear. Jerome. Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, Doctor Strange, Captain America The First Avenger, Iron Man 2, Thor Dark World, Incredible Hulk. There are a lot of films, guys. Yeah. Guys, so guys can I ask you a question? Guys, can I ask you a question? Do you recall what the, uh, what the caption was on that photo of Kim Kardashian uh, uh, where she was putting, like, the bottle of champagne was going out into the onto the champagne fluid on her ass. Do you know what it was? Was it the break the internet one? Yes, and I'm about to do the same break thing. The I'm about to do the same thing. Number one, Spider Man Homecoming. Number two, Black Whoa! Panther. Yeah, that's not breaking the internet. I love I, I, I love that. this movie so much. Like I really Spider Man's <laughs> like this thing. I, is it better than Black Panther as a movie? No, probably not. But I love Spider Man. Spider Man's a fierce superhero, and this I just I. It's unfortunate because the movie theater I went to see it at is literally across the street from me, but that short walk across the street, <laughs> yeah. it actually was raining out, and I still felt like I was walking on air. Like, this movie right. just made me so happy. As someone who was had, a fun movie. had seen all, yeah. like, the other iterations of Spider-Man, and I liked the other iterations of Spider-Man, and the ways of like how well it plays oh. on your expectations based on that. Like It's a, an, almost an impossible task, because it has to simultaneously... It has to acknowledge that those other movies exist. It can't pretend that they don't and then do the same things they did. But it also has to differentiate itself. And the ways in which uh-huh. like it plays on certain lines and characters and ideas and like like even like the small things like with the Michelle and the MJ, like it just makes decisions that you can yeah. feel it's like oh, this is gonna be different. And I, I really and you can tell when John Watts would do interviews, the director would talk about it. he like, wanted to feel like in the non action scenes like a John Hughes movie. And it really does. Like it feels It does. It but definitely it, does. But I but in a in a way in which I feel like a lot of movies today that feel like John Hughes movies are problem are bad because they feel like they're high school in the eighties. It's like, no, it's high school today. And uh yeah, it just it's wonderful. Uh I we actually never mentioned um uh, Marisa Tomei, who's great in this movie. Uh, I, actually I have, thought you had some thoughts on it. I that, have yeah. a lot of thoughts on it. I actually was saving it for the end. 
in case I get too rowdy. It's easy to cut out. But, okay. <laughs> so, Aunt May, oh, this is just a little thing for you. You saw in the original one, Aunt May was, like, 90 years old. Right, Lindsay? You saw the, in the yeah. original series? And yes. then, in yeah. the second she iteration... She survived the Titanic. Yeah. In the second iteration, she was played by Sally Field, right? Who, so, she was, like, in her 70s, right? And everyone, when Marisa Tomei yeah. was cast, they're like, how can Aunt May be Marisa Tomei? Aunt May's old. He, she is the fucking aunt of a 15-year-old. An aunt of a 15-year-old is probably going to be in her early 50s. I'm 21 years old. My <laughs> oldest aunt is like 55. Like, what the fuck? How the right. fuck is a 15-year-old going to have a wo- woman who's like looks like she was on the Titanic? As Like, those movies are unrealistic. Like, how old were Peter Parker's parents? Like, that's yeah, so I- stupid. Like, I don't know, because this was the biggest... That's complaint. a fair point. It's like I mean, you're right. You're right. You are like, right. Like I, I wouldn't like once again. I if they made it an old woman again, I wouldn't have minded. But the fact that there uh-huh. was so much anger at Marie, like yeah. no, in fact, you could make the argument that like like also it's not like Marie's too much young. Like she's good looking, but she's still like in her early fifties, which is the appropriate right. age of an aunt or a fifteen year old. Like I just am puzzled as to why. I, I get it's because that's what the comics are, but that feels like such a weird thing to quibble over. That like no, um, I think the comics small got it wrong. Defense. Yeah. Uh, if, if it was played by any of the previous Spider-Man, mm-hmm. then you probably need to go older <laughs> just for relatives. Sure. Right. Uh, I agree. I agree. Connection. For yeah. sure. I also, I, I mean, don't worry. I thing. liked In the Amazing Spider-Man. I did like that it was Sally Field. That it was that age mm-hmm. just so Martin Sheen could play Uncle Ben because that's like my favorite casting in any superhero movie mm-hmm. ever because I love Martin Sheen. Okay. But yeah, that's just, I got to get that take off. Um, I've been stern on no, that. No, that's, that's completely... And fun. once again, it's, I'm not mad. I, I'm, I just... Aliens, you have to understand, like, it, am I wrong saying it was a thing, guys? That people were, like, mad yeah. that they ruined yes. it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, people cared. Yeah. So was the MJ thing. The MJ yeah. thing was oh, yeah, a big thing, Oh, yeah, people cared too. about that, too. Yeah, yeah. that, she, that people MJ really was played that. by a black person? Yeah, people were mad about that. Right. The only yeah. thing, there's one, when you brought her up, mm-hmm. I, I did have one issue with the way they, they dressed her in the movie. Yeah. Aunt May. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if they were trying to age her up because of the whole thing mm-hmm. about people thinking that she was too young to play it. But some of the costume choices were a little odd, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I can you see know, that. That just stuck out to me. I like saw it as the, like the – yeah, sorry. Yeah, is she supposed to be like the a little eccentric and kooky, you know, yeah, that's that what kind I was of gonna thing? Say. Or, you know, that's what <laughs> it, I guess they I were feel like every for, white. I feel like every white kid – I feel like every white person has a very eccentric, like, dresses weird aunt. Like, so that felt very real. <laughs> like, like that, I'm like, oh, oh she's the fun aunt. Like, yeah, I know exactly. Like, yeah, she definitely is the fun aunt in this, which I think was fu- yeah, interesting. Because yeah. it definitely made the dynamic a lot different. It's not the same dynamic mm-hmm. that was played out in the first two, which is very much a, like, yeah. a grandmotherly type thing. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you think about it, like, if you want to just say, like, in how she's kind of very dressed down or seems a little out of sorts, she's technically a widow. Yeah, right? her husband died. Like her her husband just died probably in, like, the last year or two. Yeah. In that, like, for her character in that, if mm-hmm. we're thinking of it that yeah. way at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that felt honestly, like, uh, Lindsay, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, that felt like a very real trope. Like, I don't have one that's, like, as far out as that, but I definitely do have aunts and, like, second cousin aunts who are, like, very much that <laughs> like like the big glasses the look she had where she was like the big glasses and like yeah the green right, tank right, right, like that yeah. felt so again, real for me like that like that i that felt yeah. very true of like a weird aunt well and i think too that's that's kind of a new york thing yeah i'm looking at it from a north carolina thing and that's i'm like you know yeah. that 
you know, maybe that's what they do up there. In the oh, north. yeah, yeah. That's how y'all dress. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> none, of my, none of my family in this – I'm not originally from the south. None of my southern family – would uh <laughs> would do that yeah uh and I actually don't even have any so even my family that lives in the south is still from the north southern count anyway i really want to thank <laughs> Lindsay for coming onto the pod uh the yeah. pride of charlotte north carolina um oh thank y'all for having me it, it was really yeah, great. it was this worked out job, really well i'm really glad because i was i wasn't nervous for you i was nervous about the idea of having someone on who didn't watch the movies and it worked out in my at least for me i don't know about you guys i thought we got exactly right oh, oh no it's perfect i want I, perfect. yeah we needed a different perspective. Yeah. I think so far throughout the, the short history of this pod, we've had people who are like super fans and we've had people mm-hmm. who are kind of like uh, avid moviegoers. Uh, as you, somebody fresh and new, bringing a different perspective, I think was perfect for, yeah. you know, the direction of this pod. It's good to take a little is a perfect movie to do that with yeah. because it's so lighthearted. So yeah. shout out to yeah. you, Lindsay. Thank you so and then much. And it's yeah. Lindsay. It's it's that it's not just getting a non-fan. It's that yeah, it's Lindsay too. Yeah. Oh, y'all uh, are sweet. And yeah. I do want to say now that I didn't realize, but when you all were doing your like rankings of movies, yeah, I've actually seen three Marvel oh, Cinematic oh, Universe movies. Okay. So I'm gonna rank them before go. we go. I'm gonna give go. you my top three. Yeah, only got three. Perfect. So number one would be this one, Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's got the yeah. top spot. Great. Number two would be the first Iron Man. Uh-huh. I did okay. see that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number three, hopefully I don't break the internet, but would be Guardians of the Galaxy. That's fine. Because no, I saw no. that. That's, that's a solid and, take. Solid yeah, take. people well, like that a lot, thing, but, people, but yeah, it's not. Well, I actually didn't you, like you that movie. No, I actually didn't like it. So I feel like if I now granted I didn't see the other ones, but I was really No, not that a one's a standalone. Of the That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm not no judgment. All right, good. No judgment here. I'm not. All right, but then perfect. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh so where can people find you on them internets? So if you know you're on them internets looking for someone cool and pretty random to follow. Follow me, Lindsay underscore E, also known as Trap Queen City on the Twitter machine. Anthony, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight95. But by the time this one comes out, I should actually be back on the back to back mailbag and I have a new poem coming. So that should be fun. Oh, um, nice. yeah. So that should be great. And then, of course, AC Spotlight Podcast. We're going to be doing some NBA playoff stuff. So stay tuned for that. And of course, Marvel Cinematic University. Check us out. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. And uh, Jerome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Black Dragon Roll. Uh, and Jake, if you could do me a favor and fill in the Ned soundbite here. I just want to thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. I Done and done. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Jake Christie. Listen to my other podcast, Sorted History. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm. I, you can also hear me on the Back to Back podcast on some Fridays. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Make sure you keep checking this out. Rate if you ha- like seriously, guys. If you haven't rated this and you've listened to like more than one episode, please do us a favor and rate it. It helps, and more importantly to me at least, it makes us feel good. Um, yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be Gives back. Us warm fuzzy feelings. We'll be back, guys. I found out I couldn't read them in Canada, and eight and had to <laughs> screenshot them for me so I could see what exactly people were saying. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Now you know what that Aww. is. Now that's a podcast partner. All right, guys, we'll that be is. back with you guys in Thor Ragnarok. Excited for that. And then that's the last one before yes. Infinity War, guys. So oh my gosh, we're too. We're guys. We're so close. We're so close. We're so, so close. close. All right. Thank you. Guys. Thanks again, Lindsay. Uh, uh, so bye. No goodbye problem. for now.